So he thinks that his phone is just at the restaurant with us because that's what the, my um, find my phone says. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's just like in the car. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And he's like, uh, we get out there and we're looking around and it is nowhere to be found in the whole car. But I can play the sound on it, right? Because you can like play the sound. Yeah. And I play the sound and it is in the speaker cabinet in the door panel. Like he put his phone in the speaker cabinet, put the speaker in the speaker cabinet, screwed the speaker into the door, put the door panel on the door, and then closed the door and was done. And just left his phone in the whole door. I just don't understand why his phone went there in the first place. He said he was using it for a flashlight. And he so it was very needed, bright. I guess he needed like, both his hands. I don't know. Well, yeah, like I understand needing for a flashlight, but it, it's the sun in the door. <laughs> How did oh, he miss it? I don't know. Yeah, when he was closing it up, I have no idea. But you couldn't see it like once the panel was on. Yeah, but like while well, he was, I don't. Okay. Anyway, do you know what I was just thing. thinking? What were you just thinking? You know, okay, we watched Phineas and Ferber religiously, but right. you know, like the Doofenshmirtz, and then there's like that one episode where it's like after hours (laughs) i was like let's do that because it is very dark outside (laughs) it is so dark for the last week this like it's like 7 almost 8 p.m but like at 6 30 i was like it's 10 p.m i got off work and i was like why is it so like it wasn't dark but i was like the sun is almost gone i worked so hard it's so dark outside and then i'm like no i worked the same amount i do i I still work a nine to five It's exhausting. Rip daylight savings time. Gosh. It's the worst. Anyway. I'm Christine. I'm Tammy. I'm trying to get us back in the habit of introducing ourselves. Right. This is Relationship Resumes. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the five love languages and the thing I can't say. The Enneagram. Because we mentioned both in the last episode and we kind of sort of i executively because i was the one who knew about it decided that the enneagram is like the friendship five love languages kind of except that there's a lot of them aren't there like nine yes it's just like a personality test yeah it's 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 kind of a personality test it's kind of well it's people who are really into enneagrams will be like it's not a personality test well then what is it people who are really into it people who are really into it are like it's a way of life but I don't understand how that's a way of life because, I mean, I read mine mm-hmm. and I Well, just... I think what it is is it's because um, it's not so much focused on what you do, but why you do what you do, which I think I mentioned. So it's not so much focused on like your personality, your behaviors, as it is like why you do those behaviors, apparently. But that's not what my thing said. Like well, my thing did not. Was... Let's talk about it. What was your thing? I got number eight. Oh, I like number eight. Yeah. That actually does not surprise me. Um, but it's, like, in a nutshell. But the thing that, like, makes me think that that's wrong is, like, one of the paragraphs starts with, like, these are qualities of a natural leader. You absolutely are a natural leader. Don't yeah, even like, at me. Well, no. And, I mean, yeah. But maybe. I don't know. But, like, how is that not my personality but, like, why I do, th- like, I don't Well, because, understand. like, the, exa- the behaviors that you exhibit, like, the way you choose to manifest the way you feel... Like, it's not so much about, like... They're thinking way too hard. Yeah, it's very this meta. This is a personality it's test. It's very meta. I only feel like I can't say that just because, like, I have researched it more. And I'm like, the people in the community are going to be so angry. No. But it's fine. Well, the people of the community can hate me and love Tammy. Yeah, the people of the community are only on Instagram. I don't know any of them in person, so it's fine. It also says that I'm motivated by the desire to be independent and take charge of myself. Oh, damn, if I have ever heard anything that is more you. I know. I was like <laughs> reading that and I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, type eights. Let's see. People of this personality type, type are essentially unwilling to be controlled either by others or their circumstances. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, eights are strong-willed, decisive, practical, and tough-minded. Wow. Queen. Who she? Um so the, the eight is colloquially known as the challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, <laughs> this is hilarious, actually, but like eights are kind of like objectively like the most made fun of in the because everybody's like everybody, the people who know eights, they know like really toxic eights who are like oh. very critical of everyone else around them. Guys, you got to keep it quiet. Gosh. Keep it in your head. Dumb eights. Yeah, yeah that's what you do. You would yeah. be judgy, and that's fine. But like, I'm, I'm a little bit judgy, and I understand. But y'all need to keep it to yourselves. 
Yeah. You're giving eights a bad name. And I'm a bomb AF eight. People actually theorize that uh, Mother Teresa was an eight. Oh. Even though um, naturally it would seem that she was a two, which is what I am, which is the helper. Yeah. But eights are um, really, really, they're really good leaders, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and they're really good motivators. And they have really... They're passionate they're, about life. Yeah, they're really passionate. They're really they're really generous, you know, and they're really into, like, equality mm. and, like, those kinds of things, which, like, obviously also if you look at Mother Teresa, who is, like, trying to end, like, poverty and world hunger, like, that seems like a very eight pursuit. Yeah. So, um... Remind me about your, your two thing that you got going. Uh, twos are the helpers. Twos derive a lot of their um, self-worth from how they can benefit their their relationships with others and the lives of those around them. Twos are, let me give you a little bit more in-depth information, just because I, that's like usually, usually those are the things that I get out before people absolutely lose interest in what I'm talking about. About twos. About twos. Just that like they're at the helper, they're really into like, um, they're really selfless, they're really into helping other people, they're really uh, socially aware, usually extroverted, highly emotional. Wow feeling attacked um you say that on the podcast every week. oh i totally feel like when other it's the it's the criticism thing when other people say to me i'm like why would you say that but i know it's true it's okay hmm. much of a tel- two self-image resolves or revolves around their issues and any threat to that image is scarcely tolerated there you go twos require i see like i require a lot of like verbal affirmations a lot of like that's my that's my love language is words of affirmation mm-hmm. and so like i require a lot of external validation like i will i will like do the dishes and then Colin will be like in the bathroom and I'm like hey babe did you see I do the dishes <laughs> he's like yep looks great babe <laughs> he cannot see them but I just need him to immediately tell me that they look great <laughs> the biggest like two trope is that twos do all of this helping and like uh sharing and being generous and being extroverted and then like ex like I expect people like I want to do all these nice things for people and then I want them to be like, wow, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. That was the most helpful thing anyone has ever done for me. But I never, ever, ever want to ask for it because I feel like if I ask for it, it's not genuine, which is obviously not true because why would anybody know that that's what I need necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to have to ask for it. Like, I, I feel very entitled and I feel like I did all of this work. Why should I have to ask for a thanks for all of this work that I just put in? Uh, so that's a big two, like, trope. I want to go through all the numbers and say what they are so people know. Yeah, I, I was going to do a quick summary, but then you asked me that question, so then I got Oops. distracted. Okay. Go ahead. I don't know much about them. I just know what they are. I can try to give like a little... Okay. Blub. Number one is the reformer. Yeah, so also known as the perfectionist, um, which is kind of a self-explanatory title. Uh, they have a really cute eye for like details. They are really... Uh, they're big into... They usually are pretty high anxiety. Um so which is a self-controlled yeah um they do have a lot of like personal motivation um and like highly like rigid structure and like uncompromising maybe is a good way to say it okay. a, like a lot of like a stereotypical perfectionist almost cool very easily aligned with that obviously we just talked about twos yep and then three is the achiever also maybe pretty a lot of these are pretty self-explanatory like the helper is pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. achiever is pretty self-explanatory like um people who derive like their their worth and how they feel love based on like their own accomplishments mm. i think this we one, talked about this one a little bit on the last episode too yeah and so like a lot of times like this is really readily seen like uh it's kind of hard to identify until you know a person but like a lot of times this is like people who as children were praised when they accomplished things mm-hmm. you know and so like if you are if you were pray if you're wow just said that so many times it was no sense uh achievers usually define their worth and their success on like winning a prize like that's what like they're usually pretty competitive they're usually like they need they they want to know what the title is they want like they're looking for the promotions they're looking for like the clear signs that say that they did well cool number four is individualist Yes. Um, this is Colin. I actually, I think it's also called the artist, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually whenever I'm making fun of Colin. I'm like, ooh, how 
artist of you because oh. like the art the individualist is really uh the words that are described on this graph specifically are the sensitive withdrawn type expressive dramatic self-absorbed and temperamental yeah which i mean not so only you said that's your husband then i was like oh, oh. <laughs> well and it is a really interesting pairing like a lot of people say that a, a two and a four relationship would probably be difficult because twos are really inclined to just like give and give and give and fours are a little bit inclined to like take and take and take mm -hmm. but colin is really he manages that really well and like the but the other side of that is twos want to give and give and give and be externally appreciated for it and fours kind of want to like take and take and take but then like ain't nobody gonna tell them that they accepted help from no one so like getting validation can't like has been difficult before Okay, this, what was that? This little chart, it like with everything, it has like a little like paragraph, and mm -hmm. then it says like what number would like stress them and which one like helps with growth. And my number, wait, what number am I? Am I eight, eight. or nine? Yeah, eight. number eight's growth is number two. Aw, really? Yeah. Wow, that's actually really cute. I didn't know that. Uh, there's really there's a lot of complexities to enneagrams where like have you seen like the pentagram esque picture that is like the enneagram mm -hmm. picture? It's drawn that way, and each of the numbers is one of the corners, mm -hmm. and the lines connecting the numbers are supposed to be, like, your heart line and your mind line and, like, something else. And I haven't looked into it a ton, mm -hmm. but um, the line that connects the twos and the eights is supposed to be, like, your heart line or something, you know, which, like, mm -hmm. eights who are really, like, stable and high-functioning are able to access, like, the giving nature of their two heart line. Uh -huh. And, like, twos who are really high-functioning are able to, like, access the like leadership and like uh directionality of their eight or something i've looked into it loosely but cool. it's complex fours are also um <laughs> the big trope for fours is that they uh don't like to like they fours are um, emotionally complex so they feel like no one ever really gets them and so, like, Colin hates taking personality tests because he will find, like, the one thing that doesn't apply to him. And then, like, and he's like, they don't know me no. at all. <laughs> you know, and he's like, no one could ever truly know me, which I say all in good jokes, you know, like. Well, and, like, that is, is somewhat reasonable. Like, me and my boss talked about this. And it was like, he was like, well, do you believe in that stuff? And I said, well, to an extent. Right. And then he, like, had a half-hour conversation, basically, with himself <laughs> about, like, how you have to factor in humans. Yeah, well, yeah, and, like, a margin of error, you know, because, no, like, the most accurate thing isn't going to, like, go down to the individual. Yeah. Unless someone just spent their entire life studying you. Mm. <laughs> you know, and even then, you change so much over the period of your life. Yep. Everything could be invalid by the time they were done. So, number five is the investigator. Um... I don't know a ton about fives. I know that they're supposed to be kind of like eccentric and like they're like the naturally curious, like kind of still kind of introverted type, I think. This has just like the little words, you know, and mm -hmm. it says like the intense, uh, perceptive, secretive, isolated. Mm -hmm. Like the most Scorpio thing I could think of. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Scorpio. My sister-in-law's a Scorpio. She's not a five, but... Um. But yeah, it says uh, like they're alert and insightful and curious, like you mm -hmm. said. So oh, good. See, so I, I know some of you the know, things. You know, you know. Yeah, I know like little quip. I try to be relatively informed, but I am not as good. Obviously, I know a lot about twos. I know a lot about fours. I know a little bit about some of the other ones. Okay, so. number six is the loyalist. Uh, I think this one is my dad. Loyalists. Um, they're characterized by like uh, insecure attachments, almost. You know, where like they. Like, obviously, like the name sounds, they are real. they value like really, really high commitment, but they can be like really defensive. And like sometimes their, their commitments will lead them like into a negative situation because they're committed to a person who is like dangerous for them, mm -hmm. kind of. But they are really, um, what is the word I want? Spontaneous as well, I think. Because that's like, I'm trying to like think of my dad and try to remember. Because, like, he's really loyal. He's, like, a little bit insecure. He's really spontaneous. And he, like, they're able to, like, unify a lot of groups because they internalize a lot of the values for the people that they value, kind of. You know, mm -hmm. and they're able to, like, f find the common key that brings people together. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. I admire that a lot about them. 
Number seven is the enthusiast. I think these there's a lot. In my loose understanding between fives and sixes, there's a lot of overlaps of like enthusiasm, spontaneity. I guess they're called the enthusiast, so of course they're enthusiastic. But I do think they're kind of characterized by a lot of... Sorry, why are you looking at me like that? Because you said between fives and sixes. Oh, sixes and sevens. Sorry. I forget that fives exist and then I just jump right to... Then my brain like moves six and seven down. Uh, But they can be uh, really prone to self-denial. Like they're like kind of blind to a lot of their own, like their personal situations Mm -hmm. because they're kind of just like always looking forward, always trying to like be out of the present almost. I think that's a huge... uh, They're usually... Uh, very talented I think like they're prone to develop a lot of talents because they are so forward-thinking like I just said so they usually are able to like see a lot of opportunities before maybe another person would this says that they're the fun-loving type and I kind of adore that I imagine I imagine if Lakin were to take one she would be a seven Hmm, maybe in my loose understanding they could take it yeah just like randomly um but then eight is obviously the challenger. That's me. Mm-hmm. And then nine is the peacemaker. Yes. I almost um, said pacemaker. <laughs> I have regularly almost said pacemaker when reading peacemaker. Uh, and that one's pretty self-explanatory. They value tranquility. They value balance. Um, they're good mediators and arguments. They're pretty optimistic usually. They, I think they are re- like, they're generally, what is it? Because as peacemakers, they usually find themselves central to conflict. You know, like they usually find themselves mediating a lot of conflict. And I think people theorize that that makes them relatively conservative in making choices, you know, because they want to like find middle grounds to basically all polarities, which is interesting because I couldn't necessarily make that generalization about a lot of the other types, you know, like you can't take that and just like apply it to a broad scope of like, they take like extreme opinions and try to make them central. Um, one thing I think is super interesting about the Peacemaker is that their stress is the loyalist. Oh. I didn't see that coming. I guess it would make sense, though, because if you have someone who is like, ride or die, and then someone who's like, let's, let's be compromise. a little bit more moderate, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of sense. But just like the two names just next to each other, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. you think they'd both be so good. But once you think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, some of the names inherently sound bad. Like, I feel like people see the individualist and they're like, ooh, that's a selfish person. Yeah. You know, but it, I think it's just a person who values a lot of independence and a person who values a lot of um, unique qualities about themselves, you know. And it's just context, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think some of the, like, some of the biggest things, though, that make this thing good for friends is when you look into it it has there's like a wealth of information about ways that the different kinds of personalities like can like benefit each other you know Mm -hmm. and ways to like so something that's really common about twos is most it's very common for women to mistype as twos especially women who are in caregiving roles in their lives that makes sense um because women are generally pushed towards caregiving societally. Well, and it's just like in our nature, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. And then, and so if they're and if they're doing it all the time, they almost like condition themselves to pull joy from that. Because obviously, if you're doing it all the time, you don't want to be yeah, miserable. miserable. <laughs> but even if if they were to take it and they weren't either like a caregiver for like if they weren't like a nurse or a mom or a teacher, you know, or some of those things, like they probably wouldn't still be seeking out opportunities to like help and serve other people they would be trying to find that worth other ways Mm -hmm. and knowing that can make you like more sensitive to trying to like for me I usually try to like observe the women around me because I'm in a lot of religious settings with women so a lot of those women are encouraged to kind of lean into their caregiver roles and I'm like but the likelihood of a lot of these women actually at their core pulling validation from that is low so like being mentally aware of it and being like what what can I observe about other ways that they might pull worth I think that can be really helpful for me in making friendships and trying to find what things I have in common with other women Mm -hmm. so I think that's really cool and like you were just saying about like eights twos help eights grow a lot or whatever just just said growth 
Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of research on this, you know, like there's whole other thing in the same way that there's like in the zodiacs, you have like your rising sign and your water sign and your something retrograde, you know, like obviously I don't know a ton about I don't zodiacs. know anything. <laughs> but uh, in that same way, there is like, you know, like if you were to take your type and look at it in like your like type twos in trauma and type twos in like healing, you know, mm. and there's just been a, and I don't honestly even know where, where it comes from. There's so many, there's a, there's a whole podcast about just about Enneagrams though. Really? Yes. Wow. There's one called Enneagram of, and coffee, which I've tried to listen to, but I feel like, and I want to listen to it, but it would be like something where I like, if I had a job that I could do from home and just like, get up and make myself a nice breakfast and like set down my coffee and like set up my phone and eat my breakfast for an hour I would want to listen to this podcast but that's not the kind of human being I am it's just like morning vibes yeah and I don't have those vibes any other time of the day <laughs> so after like nine o'clock I'm like bye morning mm-hmm. too embarrassed to like go eat out breakfast I'm like it's too late yeah nope we I- have I mean we have at times, I feel like, eaten. no, actually, maybe like three in the morning, but I don't know if you and I have actually ever been out at three in the morning. Probably just with like, just like high school. Probably, stuff, you know? Yeah. Wow. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Neat. But yeah, uh, so there are a whole podcast about like the complexities of that and whatever. And honestly, like, even if you were to just read a book, I read a book a while ago and I don't, I was going to look it up before we started recording. Um, but I read a, like a small, a short book just about it a little while ago. I think it was just called the Enneagram. It was supposed to be like the OG Enneagram book. I don't know. Uh, but there's tons of information about like where it kind of originates from some kind of like ancient kind of text thing. Like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like a cult, uh-huh. you know, and I think it, it, um, originates from sort of like. I don't want to be like appropriating anything, but it like originate. I think it originates from like older texts similar to like Hindu texts or like like Buddhist texts, like meditation, meditative, like um, uh, those kinds of like central like balancing texts. Anyways, look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, you can look it up. Uh, there's lots of information. Uh, and this is also, I mean, it's just really helped me. Like there's a lot of information about how to like grow yourself too. Cause honestly, Colin's younger sister, Megan just took the Enneagram a little while ago. Cause we were talking kind of about this. I was letting her know that we were doing this episode mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like I would love to n- know more about that, you know? And she and I are really similar. We're just always really interested in that kind of information. And uh, she took it and she was like, I got two really similar scores. Like I scored really, like really highly in type one, but I also scored really highly in type nine. I was like, well, I scored really, really highly in type two and type three when I took my test. And one thing about the Enneagrams is like you have like the wings. And I don't know if you looked into this when you were taking. Uh -uh. So when you take the Enneagram test, what the like the full Enneagram, your full Enneagram profile like I am a type two and then the numbers on the sides of two are one and three. So those would be my wings. And then you have like a dominant wing usually. So I am like a two wing three. And you can only have a wing of whatever number is adjacent to you. But because it's a circle, nines and ones are next to each other. Mm-hmm. So a nine has a wing of an eight or a wing of a one. And a lot of people will type really closely in the... Uh, in two types that are next to each other Mm. and then you kind of just like pick which one feels more like you you like kind of like pick which one identifies more like yeah so like for me I was like well do I do I bring the cookies because I want to be helpful or do I bring the cookies because I want to like achieve some kind of whatever bar I've set in my own head and I was like well I want to be helpful that's why I did it Mm -hmm. so when you are able to kind of take that personal approach and you're like, well, this one most closely resembles me. Then you can look really personally at like kind of like seeming like small parts of your personality and the ways that those might make up like bigger things. I had them like email me my results. I wanted to see my little thing again. Oh, your little scores. But they didn't email it to me. That's, I wanted to know what my wing was. That's so sad. Well, I, so I the seven. Too. <laughs> anyway. The seven, what did we just say? The seven, seven is the enthusiast. The, I th- oh, you're not, you're nine. So 
No, no you're an eight. eight. So the seven is the enthusiast. No. I thought it was the loyalist. The Yeah, the seven is the loyalist. Let's, you're right. Let's look it up. Jeez. Five is in, in, in investigator. Six is enthusiast. Seven is loyalist. You're right. <laughs> and then the eight is the challenger. And the nine is the peacemaker. Honestly, with your wing, like, and a lot of people, some people have pretty balanced wings, but like for me, mine was not pretty balanced. Like Colin and I, one of the reasons we get along super, super well, like one of the things that makes like our two, four gap kind of bridge is that we are both wing threes. Oh. So we're able to come together and respect like each other's hustle in that regard, Mm -hmm. you know, which also like feeds into that. I don't need a lot of like time out of my romantic relationship per se, because I can see how hard he's working and I respect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so which like do you like feel more personal about like the nine or the seven i, I don't mean know. to put you on the spot like that i don't know i feel like i don't know that's hard because like i know when i was like a kid i was a hardcore peacemaker because i was gonna say i would my house was crazy when we were young i would absolutely have pegged you as a peacemaker. When I, even when i was thinking about it, like when when you when i said maybe you should take it before the episode i was like what type do i think she is and I absolutely would have thought you would have typed as a nine with a wing of eight. Mm. But it doesn't surprise me that you would type as an eight either. I don't know if I lean towards more ones. Well, and that's fine. Know. You know, like, like I just said, some people are really well balanced. And you... That's why I need the thing. Well, and you certainly, I mean, you work really hard to round out your edges. You know, like you mm-hmm. work hard to balance yourself. Yeah. Which is a very nice thing to do, but still... <laughs> Uh, the reason I was saying I was talking about all of that is because um I I it, it like calls out my thing of like wow I I need so much more validation than is reasonable right mm-hmm. the Enneagrams totally calls that out of me and I'm like you know what that's something I should be working on I should be working on like uh existing with my thoughts instead of just my feelings because my feelings always get me into a place that it should not and I usually end up upset because I will not ask for the things I need yeah because I don't want to be inconvenient I I remember one time I don't know if you remember this I remember one time telling you like we were both really depressed and you were like I kind of feel like killing myself and I was like me too and I remember you kind of just like looking at me kind of weird because I don't really know if I ever like said that a bunch I don't think so and you like kind of looked at me weird and I was like but not if that's gonna be inconvenient for you (laughs) and I was not joking I was just like I feel like killing myself but like not I don't want to be in I don't want to be like like, I'll do it on like we can pencil it in later (laughs) um we've been talking about this topic specifically a lot at work my boss is very open. Uh-huh. And so... This is your new boss. Yes. So you're learning lots about each other, too. I'm learning so, so much I didn't <laughs> need to know, um, but I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about this a lot, and he was like... He was having problems, and it wasn't related to his mental health, but he was like, I just didn't have a will to live. He's like, I don't want to kill myself. I just didn't, like, want didn't to Didn't want to be alive. And I was like, other people feel that way? Because I never, like... <laughs> I been like really anxious and i've been in that like place in my life where i'm like i don't want to live but i've never like wanted to kill myself i was like i just want to be done yeah you're just like i just want to like press stop and eject and i was just like wow like i have no idea what you're talking about but like wow Mm -hmm. i mean we've never super talked about it but i feel like i mentioned that to my like therapist once where i was like i don't like i'm not gonna kill myself but if i could just like eh, like yeah just like cease to exist for like a minute <laughs> i just like need a second to breathe mm-hmm. that's it just if, if, there, if there's a way to just be like controlled and like calculating about that instead of like having it be like emotionally charged and and traumatic and messy and inconvenient like can we just like do just like stop <laughs> anyway uh cool glad we I, I meant that to come up as like a funny thing but if you uh are struggling and you need help reach out for help oh yeah we're not trying to make light of suicide this probably should have been like a trigger warning also yeah sorry guys um i have to tell you a funny thing about my boss okay so if you're done with yeah the game, okay pretty much so my boss knows about my podcast and we talk about it and like yesterday he was like you should tell your listeners to come here and i was like oh no and he's like, yeah, 
I'll like, be your sponsor. Are you paying for advertising? That's what he, he was really? like. He's like, oh, how much do you guys charge? And I was like, oh, we're not doing that right like, now. I don't know. And he was like, well, I'll buy you guys dinner. Just talk about our office. And I was like panicking because at first I was like, haha, he's joking. And, he and was then I was like, serious. wait, is he serious? Like, he's going way too far for this joke. Oh my God. And so then I like blurted out, like, I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, it just takes like one, like just one wrong person to listen to our podcast after giving out that information for me to get murdered. Like some, if I said, they could, like, hey, blow up your office. place of employment. Yes, they could just come in and yeah. like take me out. And he was like, or your what? or your like, boss. What's wrong with you? And I was like, you don't understand. Like, I think we've talked about like how my friend has a podcast, and he was just like, we live here and we work here, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is where we go to school. Oh, you're gonna get murdered, except you're not. And so I was like, dude, I can't do that. I'm gonna get murdered. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not. Like, do you think about that all the time? Yes. And I was like, yeah, I never leave my house without a gun or pepper spray. And I was like, do you do that? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, that's because you love your gun. <laughs> Get out of here. And he's like, no, but I taught my daughters to be like that. And I was Did like, Did you teach your sons? Then why are you fighting? He has four daughters. So oh. that's, and what's the son. most doctor thing I've ever heard? That's my boss, too. Well, and then he explains like all the levels, like white and yellow, like of being attentive about that right. stuff. And I was like, then why are you asking me to put my place of employment on a podcast that goes all mm. over? Maybe anywhere. when we have lots of sponsors, you can be one of them and we yeah. won't tell you anyone that it's your boss. But I was like, no. So here was my compromise with my boss. Oh, okay. If you know me and you know where I work, come see me. <laughs> tell That's them, it. Tell them Christine sent you yeah. if you already know. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell strangers where mm-hmm. I work. No, it's on your Facebook profile, so they could, if they're friends with you on Facebook, they could. That's it, yeah. And they could I mean, go I'm to your like Facebook pretty, profile. I'm uh, picky, so it's not like yeah. I'm going to get murdered from it. Anyway. That's hilarious. So that's my compromise. Um, he's like, I was like, I don't, sorry, I don't talk about my bosses on my podcast. I just think it's unprofessional. Like, mm-hmm. I know he went through, like, my Facebook before I even walked in for my interview, so I was like, right. What are the chances, like, maybe this, you know, if I'm big or whatever. So I was like, I don't talk about my bosses. And he's like, you don't have to say I'm I'm your boss. Say a really smart guy told you this. And I was like. (laughs) We could have absolutely gone into it. We're just like, okay. Go on. We could have absolutely gone into it. We're like, our first sponsor. And just like. Yeah, no. Just like pretended like we didn't know. Yeah, but why would (laughs) would this like teeny tiny office in said town just and it's a, it's a small town too like yeah. just be like haha come to this dental office like i mean our staff is great and i love them so much like don't get me wrong i want people to come but, but only like i don't want the place to get Christine. shut up either yeah <laughs> anyway so that's my compromise there yes. we go if you come if you want if you don't you don't have to i'm mm-hmm. not judging you um we also have been talking about the five love languages like an insane amount right just like as divine inspiration right you, you yeah. were gonna like read the book and you didn't because your doctor was just like i'm gonna talk about it all week i knew we were recording on thursday mm-hmm. so i was gonna start it on wednesday but i didn't because i started it on thursday morning right. but like i hadn't said anything about it. i hadn't talked about the podcast mm-hmm. in like two a week or two mm-hmm. and he just started bringing it up that's and amazing I was, like and he and sometimes he talks about stuff like for this patient and then the next patient he'll switch things up. Something sometimes he just talks about the entire day. It's like we're just walking through the halls and he's like, Oh blah, 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 this specific mm-hmm. conversation. Like as he walks by. He did this the entire day. Every single patient we talked about this. Our patients wow. don't listen to us because no. they have headphones on, they're right. watching movies. But so we Which just is about honestly all day. I wish my dentist would do that. If my dentist is listening, please do that. They're like Maybe I'll just big start coming too. to your office. Yeah. That it. might be a good idea. Do it. Um, to see if you take my insurance. I bet you do. But and we have lots of openings, I'll, and I know. I'll look into it. Who did you send you to? <laughs> anyway, so a really smart guy told me this story. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to share it, but it's really interesting to me. I think he shares so many things pretty openly oh that he would not so, care. He has like he's not a social. This guy. He's random, shy, very but... smart guy. But yeah, he's really shy, but like, he's so chatty. He shared stories and I'm just like, I met you a week ago. I don't need to know about hey, this. I just met you. Um. Anyways, so this really smart guy has been married for 20 years. His love Don't language, say he's smart too long cause, or too often because it's really going to go to his head. Oh, he tells me like, if you, this, this random smart guy, if you mess up or if I mess up, 
I'm going to say it was you. Oh. But, but as a dental assistant, I'm just like, yeah, that's how it goes. Duh. Yeah. Like, like you're that's the my doctor. Job. Uh-huh. That's how it is for me, too. He's not a doctor. What? No. He's just so, some random smart so guy. So some smart guy. Okay. So he's been married for 20 years. His love language is physical touch. His wife just doesn't jam with that. Which she, is relatively common, honestly. A lot of men really vibe with physical touch, and a lot of women are like, well, and he's, like, really good about it where he said he, like, he'll put his hand on her leg, like, while they eat. And, that, mm-hmm. and like, she'll deal with it, but she's not, like, active about it. Right. Where, like, she watches TV at night and she'll just, like, sit there with her arms crossed. And he'll lay his head on her lap and, like... And he, like, wants her to, like, play with his hair Yes, that's what he said. I want her to play with my hair or, like, you know, tickle my back. Yeah. Or, and she won't. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 years. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, so I've suggested, like... Maybe read this book mm-hmm. because it really helped. Because that's what it's meant to be. It's, it's meant to be like a resource yeah. to kind of like st- stimulate conversation that otherwise like you may not know how to bring up because you don't want to hurt your partner. Yeah. She said no. Oh. I was like, hmm. Uh... To be fair, I mean, so everybody has their own journey. A lot of people are prone to feeling like attacked. And they're like, I don't need no self-help. You know, because this isn't like a self-help book, but like it feels like a self-help book. But if know? like my spouse came yeah. to me and was like, hey, I'm feeling like you you don't love me. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, know. I operate on the basis of like, it, like, there's like my like elite list of people I care about. And if any one of them was like, do this one thing to like help me to feel loved, I would be like, absolutely lay me down in the lava now. I just like it. It doesn't take that long to read that book because I no, started it's at 9 a.m. And I got, like, most of the way through it by the end of the yeah, day, just my, reading it at work. My copy here is uh, 200 pages with all the additional, like, extra stuff in the back. And it's big font. Yeah, it's so easy. Like, I read a lot of it on my break in a massage chair. It's, mine yeah. is the men's edition, but it doesn't matter. They're the same. Yeah, it's just, like, the, the wording in the tests, I think, is, like, catered to, like... Because mm-hmm. it was before they was considered to be, like, a gender-neutral term. Oh, the one that I read had, like... it. It wasn't, like, the women's version or anything. It was just, like, the five love languages. But then, like, one was, like, for wives and one was for husbands. And they just switched the words. That was, mm-hmm. like, the test. That was yeah. it. Mine's just, like, a printed book. So. That's that's what I, I had a printed book. Oh. My parents have it. So okay. I well, mine, for some them. reason, is the men's edition. I think it's just, I think it's just like, it's the same thing, found though. it. You know. But you can get generic ones. My parents, I know, have the generic one because that's what I read first. Mm-hmm. But. So, what's your love language? My love language is words of affirmation. First, which I mean, I think it's important to say, unlike the Enneagram, because like the Enneagram has like the wings, all of these love languages are your love language. Some are just less your love language. Yeah. Because like we talked about gifts, you know, and gifts are not high for either of us. But sending you that package was a great way to connect Mm -hmm. with you when we weren't able to do other things. I made my dad sit down and take the test again. So they had like the test results still in my mom's book. Okay. For both of them. Oh. And so I was like, oh, let's see. And then when I like read the numbers off, I was like, this is what you got for this. My dad was like so mad that he got like a three on the receiving gifts oh. and that his like love language was words of affirmation. He's like, that's not right. I don't care about words. And he's like, well, this book says that you care about the questions it. that you answer. So I was like, okay, fine. Like, let's retake this right. test. This time on receiving gifts, a big fat zero. Oh, wow. Which I was like, hmm, his love language is still words of affirmation, though. <laughs> Hilarious. But he's like, that, that, that's not right. That's not right. I'm like, okay, well, uh, it's right. So, and so is my mom. So I was like, Dude, mm-hmm. just roll with it. Yeah. You're like, this is great, actually, because rarely do couples have the same love language. Mm-hmm. That's probably why he feels like it's not words of affirmation, because it probably happens semi-naturally between he and your mom because Maybe. people are prone to give love in the way that is their love language mm-hmm. so like i literally drown people in words of affirmation and they're like stop <laughs> when the the people i'm surrounded with like almost none of them i think are words of affirmation what are you mine is um quality time which okay. is quite surprised by i I mean, I'm not really because I think about how much time we spend together. You know, I think that's one thing I thought that was like when I brought up last week that for friends, quality time is really important to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something like kind of like jammed on because like we spend a lot of time together. Yeah. I don't know. I took the test. My boss was like, what are you? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he did like was like, OK, here's this other weird animal test. It'll tell you. And I was like, 
And then I just like laid in bed all night and I was like, what am I? <laughs> Guys, he was like, if you know this test, shapes or I think I'm a cat. <laughs> I'm a cat. I don't know. I don't know what the animal test is. I've never seen I, the animal test. I can't test. remember. He was. <sighs> oh, it's like pick one animal that you could be. And then you're like, oh no, this is a different test. I can't remember. He said he like, I want to say he read a book or something, mm. but like dogs like um, to be told like they're good or whatever. So it's yeah. like that. Me. And then cats only like to be touched when they like want, but they like to be touched. Mm-hmm. And then like the bird doesn't want you to talk to it. It wants you to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And like the fish doesn't give an F. So oh. the fish is just like chill, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Oh. I don't know. He explained it better. Very That's cool. a very brief. And I was like, that is very interesting i I would be very interested to look into that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of tests but maybe when i come to your office to have my teeth looked at i'll do that awkward thing where i try to talk but his hand is in my mouth and he will talk he's he's really fun to talk to (laughs) should we talk about these five like we did with the nine sure okay so words of affirmation words of affirmation is like uh receiving like words of it like telling someone that you love them telling them that they did well like they performed well on a project, like in work situations, it's important to hear that they performed well on a project or that you appreciated how hard they, like you appreciate how hard you, they work in the office. Um, telling them they look nice, telling that like they just need to hear whatever the positive things are that you like think about them. Physical touch. I feel like that one's pretty self-explanatory. I don't feel like there's anything. I think the biggest thing with physical touch is just be like, it's not just about sex. It's like mindless things like playing with your hair or like, I think my, my dad is really into physical touch as well. Mm-hmm. And like my dad likes to like, just like put his hand on like my mom's back. Like just when they're just like walking, oh. you know, like people do, you know, and he like puts his hand on her thigh when they're driving and like those kinds of things. Like my dad just likes to just kind of like mindlessly be close to her just by like touching her. You know what I forgot to mention? Hmm. I brought this up to the really smart guy, but Kay's love language was definitely physical touch. Like, he never, like, he's, like, really? one of those guys that, you know, he's, like, no, I'm cool. He's, you know. Oh, and then he was, but, like, hello, back But then scratches. there was, like, sometimes where he would just, like, take, like, pull me from across the bed on top of him, and I would just sleep on top of him for the night because that's what he wanted. He was really into it. But so then when he was telling me the story about how his wife of 20 years, or a smart guy, <laughs> uh, when the smart guy told me that he, like. This, this is a t-shirt, like a smart guy once told me, dot, yeah. dot, dot. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it for his, like, birthday. Like, yeah, I got you this shirt. It's, it says relationship resumes on the back, but you can't change that. <laughs> but. It's like a plug for the podcast. <laughs> you can wear it at work. <laughs> When all the people who already he just, like, know puts his you... white coat on top of it. He's like, nope. <laughs> when all the people who already know you come in. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, anyway, so Kay's love language was physical touch. So when he told me that story, I was like, that doesn't make sense to me that your wife doesn't do that because I was only with you Kay for a year. You don't really like to year. be touched. Well, I don't like to be touched. No. And I was with Kay for a year and it is now like my habit to just scratch back. Mm-hmm. Like, see? Just like, we're just like chilling there. I, he, I don't know if he likes to be touched, but I'm scratching his back. Mm-hmm. Your mind's just like, this is it's, what I do. Yeah. It, it, it was mm-hmm. only a year though. So I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, you say only a year, but that is a lot of time to spend but, like, with someone. It didn't take that long to develop that no, habit. Absolutely not. So I'm like, how, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, not that I'm knocking her. Like, I'm sure she is great, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm just I mean, baffled by that. Like different, I mean, different motivations for everyone about like why they do or don't, you know, but it is very interesting because we are both people who are inclined to just like walk over water for the people that we care about, you know, mm. like people like my husband would be like, my love language is like watching you cut your left arm off. And I'd be like, OK, <laughs> did you want a butter knife or yeah. like a key? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Something will take a while, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that was morbid. <laughs> but like I wouldn't He's even like I wouldn't head. even just like bat an eye, you know, I just be like, absolutely. You're right. So number three, three. receiving gifts. I read this chapter. I remember this chapter the most. It was mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to focus because I was in the work massage chair. So it's just like, ow, ow. Man, wait, it must wait, be so cool great. that your work as a massage chair. It's 10 out of 10. Can I have um, my dental exam done in the massage chair? You can. He's so great with our <laughs> patients. He's like, you really like that? You can come back whenever. Like if you just want to drop by, that's fine. Can I come by on like my lunch break? Yeah. Come by <laughs> on your lunch break and use our massage chair. It's like we should do lunch now that we're like kind of close to each other sometimes. When is your lunch? 
don't tell don't say it on podcast we'll talk about it later (laughs) (laughs) i have an hour lunch now too so that's really nice um receiving it i remember this chapter a little bit because it was like it doesn't need to be expensive but like Mm -hmm. if you're really rich and you're giving one dollar items like people uh, know yeah it seems but it can be like a lot of things i i had oh like i understood receiving gifts but then like one line in the book specifically was like if you're on a jog and you see a cool feather you pick it up and give it to her and she's gonna love that and i was like oh i didn't actually think of that that's oh yeah um i mean we've talked about you know that like we wouldn't necessarily identify ourselves as people who receiving gifts is a primary thing for them. Oh, I also got a zero on receiving gifts. On See, my and, test. When, and when I take the test, I also get a zero on receiving gifts. But I think the way the test is worded, the test doesn't talk about the intent behind the gifts. Yeah. You know, because I think about myself as a two mm-hmm. and I think I like to know that other people are thinking about me and thinking about how much they appreciate everything I do for them because I do so much, you know, and they're that like those thoughts occupy their day enough that if they see something that they think I might like or they think that they that like I, they know that I need or whatever, you know, that they will like do it or get it, you know, and to me, I don't care if they do it or get it or tell me about it or whatever, but I want to be like occupying their thoughts yeah which is a weird thing to say but sometimes that manifests as gifts mm-hmm. like similar so similar example like one time b was out with his friends like walking the river mm-hmm. and found a very like unique flower uh that was like red and pink striped huh and it was like a rose but it was growing out of the ground like dead ass and he just like plucked it and brought it home to me and he's like don't you think this is so interesting like i looked at and he had i'm sure he had a whole thing about how it reminded him of me because Mm -hmm. it's so unique. i don't know but i kept that flower for like six years wow and we were together for four just to just because put that in context for you (laughs) um me and my dad talked about sorry i'm just like switching things no you're good we I just wanted to share an example. Receiving gifts and why, like, we both got zeros. And I was like, I really think mine is like anxiety based because, oh. like, I don't like buying gifts because I'm like, I don't know, it stresses me out. But I don't like receiving gifts because I don't you know how to, put to on react. The front. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my Colin dad was like, that. "What? What are you talking about? Like, the other day I just got you like a thing for your car, and you reacted so well. I knew you loved it. Like, you were so excited. And I was like." wow that's weird that's not normal for me Mm -hmm. well similar like example i don't consider so colin changes my wiper blades always because i he cares so much more about having a clean windshield than i do i don't know what that says about us as people probably a lot i can't see the dirt so i can't either i just like i don't know i'm immune i don't know but but so colin changes my wiper blades and he just knows when it's time to change them and he just does it And he tells me, you know, he's like, I changed your wiper plates today just so you know. So if something happens, like if they were attached incorrectly and they fly off while you're on the freeway, your car's not falling apart, you know? And so he tells me that when he changes them, but I consider that an act of service. Mm -hmm. But But it also could be considered a gift because he bought me the wiper blades and installed them for me. But I would consider it an act of service because I value acts of service over gifts in the way they are like categorized. Uh huh. But it also could be seen as a gift if you, you know, look at it from a different light. You know, it's like thing for your car probably didn't register as a gift, Hmm. but could have been like your dad saw it as a gift he gave you because evidently maybe he values gifts in a way that isn't representative of this test because he was upset that he only got a three when he took the test. That's the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And now he got a zero, and so maybe he's also upset about that. <laughs> well, he didn't want it. I don't know. That's, like, weird to think about because, like, I did think of it as a gift. Like, it came in a box, and there was, like, the brown paper, so it looked like tissue paper, and they did the mm-hmm. child thing and threw it all over my house, and then I put it in my car. My dad didn't do it. I did it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was a gift, but... Uh-huh. Another thing is that but I, I think... But I didn't have the time to, like find it on the internet so maybe i see i see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. well and also like a lot of people who don't like gifts don't like the pressure of 
what if they give me something I don't like and I still have to pretend like I like it? Mm-hmm. A lot of people get wrapped up in that about gift giving and all that. And like, I don't like to buy gifts because I don't like to give people things that I don't know that they're going to love and use every day because I don't like to be wasteful mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, but if, if, if you are in theory, my understanding is if you're a person who really values gifts, it could be the price tag on the gifts that you value. It could be the sentimentality behind the gifts that you value. It could be the time and effort put into them, or it could be just like their acknowledgement that you needed them. Like there's a number of reasons why it could be gifts, but I think gifts is, is, is probably one of the like lesser talked about. Like everybody kind of just like, and there's gifts, you know, like, yeah. I I even, I even wonder if people don't admit that they're, uh, love language is gifts because it's just like ashamed yeah i I've, wonder don't i can't think of a single person where i'd be like yeah that makes sense you know mm-hmm. no, i bad. mean i can but only one. Oh well uh, anyway <laughs> number four is quality time yes which is mine and my mom had a different view on this because i was like oh well that's weird because the book said that like watching a movie together was not quality time and I was like for me that's quality time because that's what me and Kay would do like sometimes for date night we'd like go get pizza milkshakes and then we go home and like watch a movie that we've been wanting to watch yeah and I was like that's quality time and maybe it's because I'm like into physical touch like because we would snuggle or hold hands or whatever mm-hmm. I don't know I thought that was my love language honestly it's like it if I had to guess touch. yeah it was physical touch I think a lot of your partners have been physical touch partners though too yeah but so I was like, yeah, that's quality time. And my mom's like, no, it's not. And I was like, I disagree because mm-hmm. like I still spend time and maybe it's because I talk through movies and like want Me to have too. a conversation about it. But my mom's like, uh, the marriage council said it, ma- marriage counselor said it's not. And I was like, oh, I can't argue with her. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, the, the framing of it is, is also like important because, the average person's definition of a movie is like sitting in your own seat, silent, staring at the screen, like not co- like connecting with the screen instead of with your partner. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you were saying, like you're sitting there, you're snuggling, you're like, you're giving Kay his physical touch and like, you're talking through the movie or like, like you and I notorious talkers through literally honestly everything. everything. Yeah. And even like you and I can kind of exist in silence together Mm-hmm. And just like spurts of whatever will come up. And I still feel quality, you yeah. know, but there are people that I spend time with where I would be pissed if they even picked up their phone because I know that they don't, they don't engage with me once their phone is in oh, their yeah. hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I can trust you to still be able to engage with me because mm-hmm. like we've shown me that, but. Or like, I've been like, uh, I wasn't listening. So yes. Again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm willing to communicate that I suck. So. Mm-hmm. And then, Sorry. and you like put your phone down. Like, cause I do yeah. that too, where I'm like, I'm so sorry. None of that registered. Like, and I like put my phone down. Well, the freaking world does like revolves around phones. So yeah, you can't really be without it. I swear. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and even, I mean, there's, that's why there's so many ways to like work around phones in dating you know where people like you put your phone on the table and the first one to pick it up pays or whatever there's so many things i hate things like that me too i don't i'm like oh my best friend wants to make sure i'm not getting murdered well i just don't like it because i'm like i don't want you to not pick up your phone because you don't want to pay the bill i want you to not pick up your phone because you like spending time with me yeah bitch seriously so do you have anything quality time i i think like i was like my biggest thing is just like you and i spend you know like we would i think for us quality time is a big thing and i we at this point in our relationship can like outwardly observe like we are not spent like when we started recording and you were like wow we don't spend time with each other outside of recording do you want to just like go, go to the shopping store with me? yeah we weren't even like going fun shopping either no. i was like hi i need to go get like something you went adulty. To, like, yeah we went to like michael's or something and then like i needed to get stuff for my halloween costume yes that's what it was something obviously not super adulty as i just said but whatever but it wasn't necessarily it wasn't like the shopping we used to do. <laughs> yeah it wasn't like for fun it, it was a for business mm-hmm. and Very we important. but we still like we had to like, like oh we're like our relationship is different because we're not spending the time kind of time we used to spend together because now we all we do is like put on these headphones and talk into microphones about mm-hmm. our foibles and follies of relationships well, it's not like our relationship was like falling apart. I was no. just like, oh, we we have upkeep to do. And yeah, it's well, been a month since we I don't did even it. think we would like let our relationship start falling apart at no. this point. Okay. 
Yeah. Acts of service. Acts of service. This we is my mom. We did talk about this, though. This is my mom is acts of service. Like, my my mom feels loved when, like, someone else cooks dinner or does the dishes. I think a lot of moms feel that love, you know? Yeah. But, like, my mom feels that, like, across the board. Like, which is why my dad was a huge motivation for him to keep up a lot of his handyman, like, skills, you know? Because he was raised to be a good mechanic and he was raised to be able to do things around the house because my parents are kind of old they were raised in the generation where like you were pretty self-sustainable that way you know mm. and even as they have kind of like gained wealth and in theory it would be easier to just pay someone to do it i think it is like my dad knows that the things that he can do well are more comforting to my mom like my mom doesn't just like to have people in the house you know like my mom feels a lot of stress to have to like clean the house even if like the repairman is coming over yeah you know and so she, so she doesn't have to clean the house if he does it he'll do it literally it's like he will make time for it because he knows it's important to her whereas like the handyman she has to work on his schedule you know like and then also just like her not having to ask for it and just having it be done you know like that's an act of service you know so as kids, that was a huge like cause of stress between us and her, where it was like, well, mom, if you would just tell me I needed to take the garbage down, I'd do it. Yeah. And she's like, the garbage goes down every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to ask every Wednesday. You know, so it's huge for my mom, you know, access service, just like seeing that, like see a need, fill a need. What is that from? Robots? Yeah, I think so. Big world? Yeah. That's a lot of robot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Okay. When I said, I told my dad that uh, mine was quality time, he was like, do I spend enough quality time with you? Ooh. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I forced myself upon him, like where he's in the garage and I'm like, now I'm here. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> but I was like, I really don't think that my love language, like towards my family is the same. Mm-hmm. So, I was, so keep that in mind. I think we really like talked about that with like with friends. Friendship. Well, but, but I also, and- I was, okay, so I was kind of talking about this with uh, Megan today. <laughs> Man, she's going to like, her ears are just burning. Uh, I was talking to her, you know, because like my, my mom was raised in a household where um, words of affirmation just like did not exist. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't get praised for the things you were just like expected to do. And that's not the way I roll. <laughs> you know, like, like I was just saying about the dishes, you know, like, mm-hmm. of course I do the dishes, Colin cooks the meals. Yeah. You know. He shouldn't have to be like, wow, babe, dishes look so good. But at the same time, he should because I need that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my mom really, really struggles to provide words of affirmation. Not so much now. Like my mom's worked because my dad is kind of big, like pretty, like words of affirmations is high on his list. Words of affirmations is high on several of my siblings lists. It's number one on my list you know Mm. so my mom has worked hard you know to see that we feel that and and for her to give that to us because obviously she cares about us but still I have come to like more of a middle ground of figuring out you know like words that I wouldn't normally take as affirmation from someone else I can take from my mom because I know she's where she started with that you know and like words or and I expect less words from her you know and I've learned to take love languages you know because hers is acts of service so I've learned to take like she sometimes like she'll just drop off dinner for us because she knows we're both students you know and I'm like oh you know like that was so nice you know and I have to like take it a little bit extra where I'm like no like this was not just like nice like my mom specifically did this because she wants to show me that she loves me you know, she didn't just do it to be nice. She did it to show me love specifically, mm-hmm. not just like be a good neighbor or something. And so I have to like go out of my way to make sure that she acknowledges that I saw that she provided me with that, you know. My mom did that or kind of thing, sort of, when I moved to the far away place that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, she wouldn't like bring me stuff. My brain's like, are we talking about the bad place? No, we're not talking about the bad place. We're talking about the place that I lived that was hours away. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so dramatic. You know this. Yeah. That's why I did the hand motion. <laughs> um, but she would text me and be like, hey, what are you doing at like this time? And I'd be like, oh, nothing or work, working probably because I was working like all the like time. Like 80 hours. Yeah. Um, but if I wasn't doing anything, she'd be like, great, you need to go to this address 
and it would be Smith's, and I would just have like pull up at a parking spot, and then they would load like three hundred dollars of groceries into my car. Wow! <laughs> like my mom would go hard, and then she's like, "Don't tell dad." <laughs> <laughs> but but my mom did similar things to that. It's a yeah, cute mom thing. It is a very cute mom thing. But um, y'all, everybody, everybody should take the test. Mm-hmm. Probably both of them. Yes. I mean, I feel like in my my mind, the love language is essential. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I I, I agree. I just mostly the Enneagram just came up because we were like, wow, I wish there was a, like a love language that wasn't so yeah. like love. pigeonholed into love, you know, yeah. specifically. Um, but I think it will really change things if you yeah. know your love language. The love, language, the love languages test and the love languages concept has been like obsessively researched. Like John Gottman is the marriage God, Who's you know, that? he, He's not Gary Chapman who wrote the book, but he's like someone who is who is considered to be uh, who has like he studied perfected the oh, love language okay. like concept maybe is the way to say it you know and he mm-hmm. has like like the love lab are you familiar like John got so a big thing about John Gottman is he can like predict divorce rates within like a ninety six percent success rate wow. like he's good mm-hmm. at what he does. And they reference the love languages as, like, the universal, like, every couple should do this. Every person should know how they need to feel loved, like, you know. Mm. And if you can't take the words of, like, a internationally renowned, like, a globally renowned specialist, whose word can you take? Yeah. Um, you can take the test online. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy the book. You don't have to That's read true. the book. Um, I think it's free on Audible. The book? I think. I don't know. I don't. But you have to pay for an Audible account, probably. But if you have one, you could look into oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can just take the test. I tried to read the book. I got most of the way through it. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I think I talked about it enough with enough people that have read it that I was just like, I didn't learn anything. Yeah. Because I Well, knew. and I mean, I was going to reread it when we were going to do this episode. And I didn't. And I was like, oh, I'll like, read the spark notes and like, I'll remember. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I feel like if you like know what the the five love languages and how to do it with your partner kind of thing mm-hmm. you should be fine but take the test online for sure um i noticed that my relationships got so much better after this because i think i cared about this more in the beginning of me and Kay's relationship mm-hmm. and i think it just got better after that so i don't i don't know that he necessarily cared but i think things got better for me because i felt like I was achieving good mm-hmm. relationships. Well, and it is so interesting. It is really interesting to me, though, that I don't. You said that Kay's love language was physical effect, like touch. Did he tell you it was physical touch, or did you just like he just was always asking for these like mm-hmm. methods of touch? I really, I like. I almost wonder if I like went through like mm-hmm. the five ways. Like, okay, like he likes gifts, but he wasn't. He didn't get excited like ever. I'm yeah. like, I know you wanted this. Well, and especially, I ask. mean, like you do. You are for a man for a person who doesn't like giving gifts. Like you give gifts. Yeah, I, I agonize over it. I'm uh-huh. actually like kind of keeping me and C's relationship like pushed back a little bit, so I have to worry about Christmas because I'm like, the oh, two yeah. months is not enough this time is, for me to. This figure is it the out. time of year that Colin and I got into a relationship, and I was like no shit i was like are we buying each other christmas presents or not like i just need to i don't know. have the balls for that with this well, i'm just like yeah, i was i was oh. in a different i also am not as socially anxious yeah anyway so i think i just like kind of went through and he like always wanted to like snuggle before bed kind of thing or like mm-hmm. if i was doing the dishes he would like come hug me kind of thing yeah which i started doing because it's like oh if he likes physical touch and he i go hug him he does the dishes, then he'll do the dishes more, right? Anyway, <laughs> but I just figured that was his in theory. <laughs> like, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just was curious because in uh, the Sinners episode, <laughs> we we I asked you about, um, like, your stance on, like, pornography within a relationship. And one of the things that you mentioned was just that you were noticing that he was less physically affectionate with mm-hmm. you. So I was curious. Like, you were probably paying so much attention to your physical interactions that it made you really aware Mm-hmm. of his withdrawal from that which is just interesting like connection to me mm-hmm. that would have been really really frustrating for me i'm like sorry you had to deal with that nah, it's over who cares yeah um yeah you got anything else i don't know i think we're good if you guys have questions 
we don't know anything so google yeah you can take the five languages test on the internet that's what you're saying you can take the enneagram test on the internet some of you have to pay for just find a free one there are so many free ones i think yeah. the the website that i reference the most often i think is called like eclectic energies or something like that you can also like just google it. That's so how many instagram it. accounts you know and it's e-n-n-e not e-m-e okay <laughs> but, but but it'll pull it up either way but if you're interested in these things like there has to be podcasts you there's tons of books like mm-hmm. there's ways to research and i mean if you don't want to do the research and you want to message us i will do the research just ask yeah. me your questions anybody who has a relationship co- podcast has undoubtedly covered the five love languages yeah. and like as i said there are whole enneagram podcasts well and we brought it up a million times like if you want to know more about something ask us even if we need to do another episode on this yeah we'll friggin do it i mean this this one flew by yeah so i'm sure we have more information if like there are specific things people want to address so but yeah follow us on our socials Christine put out a TikTok today. Ooh, uh, it's not so, great. It's 15 seconds. Not so. today. Today when we're recording. Not today when yeah. what? this comes out. Today's Friday. Yeah. It's been a couple days. Yeah. Um, so if it doesn't have a million views, we're upset. Yeah, we're not Tuesday. upset. We're just disappointed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so follow us. Email us. Relationship Resumes Podcast. Send us your Gmail. stories. Yes. Because we have another one coming up soon. Yep. Um, but yeah. All right. Love See you guys. Ya.